Hello, everybody. Hello. How y'all doing? Oh, 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 you here? We got a guest. Oh, oh. Yes, y'all. Welcome to Tinseltown Tea. Um, we are two uh, black uh, aspiring writers. But I'm going to speak, speak, you know, into existence. Yeah, we, we are say two, inspiring. We are two screenwriters, period, right. point blank. You know, aspiring. That's right. We're doing the damn thing. Um, I am Judith, one of your co-hosts. And of course, we have the lovely Corey. Who Hello. Is yes. And we are here giving the tips, the tricks, all the things to make us better writers, particularly in the Black community. You know, we got tired of just hearing the same old white man talking the same old stuff. So we decided, you know what, let's let's do this. Let's do this. Um you know, we hit y'all with the would you rather, a no better, do better, a new segment, and of course, the main segment. And then, of course, niggas, you should know. So that's the rundown. Y'all already know what it is. And we love celebrating black and brown writers. And, um, you know, I'm a lobbyist to Corey. And he, I mean, he already made his presence known. But <laughs> uh, I'm going to let her um, introduce our guest real quick. And then we're going to get to the would you rather. Go ahead, Yes, so we have Mr. Tim Orange on the show today. Mm-hmm. My fellow Floridian. Okay. Ba, 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 ba. Let's go. Hello, no. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah, so we have uh, the Mr. Talented Timothy Orange on the show today. I'm going to, I won't get into, you know, the bio. Mm-hmm. I won't get into who he is because he's going to tell y'all later. So don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Listen and wait mm-hmm. and be patient. Okay. That's right. But anyway, so yeah, he's going to be with us for the whole show. So you'll hear him. And uh, yeah, we have a great show for you guys today. So I'm going to lobby it back to my girl, Judith, who always does the amazing Would You Rathers. Girl, like I say, every week, she always got these beautiful ass, creative ass Would You Rathers while I'm just Googling, copying and pasting Would You Rathers um, <laughs> off the internet. Okay, so go ahead and give it to us, girl. What you got? Thank you, ma'am. All right, so this would you rather? um, So you have been chosen to write uh, one of our esteemed Black men directors' biopics. Would you rather write John Singleton's biopic? If you don't know who John Singleton is, first of all, come here so I can slap the fire at you. But Once I slap the fire at you, just know that he made Boys in the Hood, Poetic Justice, Higher Learning, mm-hmm. Rosewood, Baby Boy. Come on. I can't with Baby Boy. It's so good. Um, Shaft, Too Fast, Too Furious. I actually learned that today. I didn't know he directed that. So I was like, okay, come on with the franchise. Too, too Fast, Too Furious. Too Furious, okay? The best title in the whole franchise. <laughs> um, or would you rather write Spike Lee's, and I'm just going to go quickly. I know y'all know who that is. Uh, he gave you She's Gotta Have It, Do the Right Thing, Mo' Better Blues, Jungle Fever, Malcolm X. I'm going to say it again. Malcolm X, Crooklyn. Oh. That was one of my favorites. Oh, my gosh. Um, Chirac. We're going to leave that where it is. Um, Black Klansman. Um, the Five Bloods still out here working and doing the damn thing. Or would you rather have, um, now I think hot and up and coming, Mr. Jordan Peele's uh, biopic. Of course, I loved him with Key and Peele with the sketch comedy, but then he had the nerve to come out with uh, Get Out and um, also did Spike Lee's Black Klansman. He produced uh, Black Klansman. Um, he also yeah, yeah. did Us. I didn't know that. I was like, oh my God, today years old. And of course he wrote the latest uh, Candyman. And of course, uh, directing is Nia DaCosta though. So shout out to her. So, so with all of that, would you rather do John Singleton's 
Spike Lee's or Jordan Peele's biopic? Who would like to go first? I can go first if we're feeling shy, but yes. Um, does our guest want to go first? Ooh. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I'll go first. Okay. I'm definitely, I'm definitely doing spikes. Ooh. I'm definitely doing Spike Lee's. He be, and the reason being just because he was the, like one of the first uh, writers and directors that kind of inspired me and got me in the, the whole industry. So yeah, yeah. First of all, that. you know, stole mm-hmm. my whole ass answer. Word for word. Yeah, I'm doing Spike Lee too. Mm. Yeah, because Do the Right Thing was the first movie I saw that I was like, damn, like you can really write, you can really make some like dope ass, influential ass, like moving ass movies. Like that was the first movie I saw that made me want to get into storytelling like when I was a kid. So just stealing my whole amp, okay? That's just an old Spike. That's just an old Yes. Yeah, he's just that nigga. Yeah, well, he really is. And I'm going to stray from the crowd just a little bit. I'm going to do Jordan Peele's because I love the comedy aspect of his life. Like he was able to write comedy and still transition Transition, into horror. And like to know that, first of all, that was his love. Like he's talked about how he's loved horror for a long time. I am not a horror gal, my God. But um, the only horrors I am able to see are his most of the time because there's a little bit of element of comedy, um, particularly in Get Out. I love the little bit of like brevity and comedy, but he always like is saying something with his horror. Like he is always like going there with you. And sometimes it's a little controversial because sometimes it's not even scary, which, you know, as someone who is terrified of every horror, like I can watch every horror and just be completely terrified. It will always work. I will always jump, but um, at least there is something deeper and meaningful and he's really changed the game. And then, I mean, he had the nerve to come with Lovecraft Country on me and just blew my motherfucking socks off. I was like, yeah, dang, okay. Socks off. Socks gone, (laughs) just gone. So yeah, I would go with Jordan Peele and I I appreciate sort of like, particularly when we have like comedic directors, actors, writers, Mm -hmm. everyone seems to be put in a box and he kind of like kicked that wide open and did it with like excellence. So I would would go with uh, Jordan Peele on that one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, but also rest in peace to John Singleton. Come on, come on. Oh, now we're not going to oh, count the greatness. No, that no, is John never Singleton. That. Never that. Um, still top tier. So just yes. put that out there for y'all. Still top tier. Okay. okay. Rest, rest easy, John. Okay. Yes. Rest easy. He also inspired a generation. Of, My God, I mean, boys um, and girls, you know, mm-hmm. today. So. Okay, got to say that before we move on now. We ain't gonna move on without saying that. Thanks. Period. All right. <laughs> so moving on to our No Better Do Better segment, which is where we give a tip or a trick or a lesson learned either about screenwriting or the industry. Mm-hmm. So whenever we have a guest, I usually give it to the guest. Yes. So Mr. Tim, do you have a quick tip, lesson learned about writing or the industry that you wanna share for this segment today? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, I'm more so on the side of the educating uh, of the screenplay, of the actual art form of storytelling, uh, of that craft of screenwriting. And I usually get, even with my services and my classes and my workshops, I usually get a lot of incoming writers that really don't understand the basis of story structure. So if I could give anything out there to a new and up and coming writer, study, 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 study. Um, the most that you can. A thing that I used to do to help me out a lot 
was sit down with a pen and pad, write mm -hmm. out the acts, write out the, the times on the actual screen mm -hmm. um, and try to see if I can count like, okay, well, there's 12 minutes in, let's look at the script. It's, it's 12 pages, they're at 14 to 15 pages. And let me see if the inciting incident comes here at uh, mm -hmm. 10% of the film. Mm -hmm. If uh, uh, the plan of action comes, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. just little things like that um, help me out a lot. Definitely story structure is everything. All right, let them know. That Come was on. a great tip, mm -hmm. very helpful. And yeah, I hear that a lot from people who are just starting out. <clears throat> You've got to know the basics. You're not yes. going to build unless you got the foundation. Okay. Yes. We'll put that on a t shirt. So, mm -hmm. anyway, <laughs> mm -hmm. going um, to our next segment, which you're going to take over our new yes. segment. Got it, girl. Yes. Thank you, ma'am. And that was actually a big. Um, that's a big tip. So uh, mm -hmm. write that down, do that study. All right, on to the news. So as you all know, um, and if it's your first time with us, thank you for being with us. We usually get our news from Shadow and Act, which is an online publication that focuses on black and brown creatives in the industry. As we always say, read up on all the, tr the trades and all the, uh, the varieties, the Hollywood reporters, the even the essence, give me, give it, read it all so that we are well aware of what's going on in the industry. And um, that just gives us a, a leg up. Knowledge is power, as they say. So uh, first in the news is Spider-Man No Way Home teaser trailer. Hello, Peter. The multiverse is wide open. Now, this is from Shadow and Axe. Um, I had to put a little sauce on it, you know. Um, this is written by uh, Trey Mangum. And yeah, so the official trailer is out from Sony and Marvel Studios. Um, and the description reads as follows. For the first time in the cinematic history of Spider-Man, our friendly neighborhood hero is unmasked and no longer able to separate his normal life from the high stakes of being a superhero. When he asks for help for Dr. Strange, the, wait, uh, the stakes become even more dangerous, amen? Forcing him to discover what it truly means to be Spider-Man. So the cat's out of the bag, we know him now. You can't hide. <laughs> That's interesting. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. So In terms of character development too. Yes. And if you guys get a chance, like if you go to Shadow and Act, they have the trailer, you know, embedded in the thing and they really go in depth about what it means to kind of no longer be in hiding, people seeing who you are as a superhero and kind of being, I think uh, uh, Peter Parker is kind of blackmailed in a way. So he reaches out to his other superhero friends and there's going to be, I think, um, other Spider-Man appearances from other multiverses, just like in... Okay. Um, I think it was uh, the, the one. yeah, into the, um, yeah, yeah. So um, that's, in fact, they said it's rumored. There's a rumor, allegedly, everybody. Uh, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield's iteration of Superman will be in the film. So it's going to be, you know, you know, the Marvel girls always have an intricate storyline for us all that we have to follow. Um, the real fans, y'all know, I just jump in wherever. I, real talk, I just came with uh, Black Panther came through. So I was, I'm, I'm catching up, I'm catching up. But for you real super superhero fans, this is going to be out. And of course, our girls and they is going to be in it. Big name. Um, Tom Holland, Benedict Cumberbatch, John Favreau, Jacob Batalion, Marissa Tomei. So they're all coming back. I feel, I don't, I don't know. I have to do more research, but I feel like Spider-Man has been on forever. There's just so many Spider-Man movies, but um, yeah. congrats to them. I'm sure they will, I mean, we'll see how, how it does at the box office, but I'm sure, I'm sure it'll do, sure it'll do, do well. well. I'm sure. I'm sure. 
okay okay wait got the news a little backwards forgive me y'all so next in the news okay so jennifer lewis um she's gonna be starring in a showtime comedy series called i love this for you i and I love this for Jennifer Lewis. Um, if you don't know who she is, she is the icon, like the legend. Um, if you she, right now she's on, she's going to be in the last season of Blackish, but she's been there from uh, beginning. So yeah. she will, she will be cast in a key role in the show. Again, it's called "I Love You for This," and the role was initially played by Civil Shepherd, um, portrayed the character during the project's pilot series. But now that it's coming to the TV series, it's going to be uh, Jennifer who's going to be doing that. So. Okay. Yeah, that should be interesting. Um, the description of the show, basically, um, it centers around Gold, which played by Vanessa Bayer, who dreams of becoming a host of a home shopping channel network, uh, working to shed the long label as the cancer girl. She moves away from her parents, starts a budding romance for the first time in her adult life and forms a meaningful friendship with her idol, Jackie. Um, almost, excuse me, all against the backdrop of the highly competitive work place run by the unstable billionaire uh where people play dirty to succeed so this will be a comedy but also sounds like it'll be a dramedy um i'm here for anything telenovela feeling um lewis's character will be patricia described as the icy enigmatic founder of the home shopping network so i'm glad to see her playing this powerful role of course she's going to be hilarious because it's it's motherfucking jennifer lewis like She's a god to me. Right, so right, right. <laughs> that's on period. Um, next. So I already had this up. Forgive me, y'all. I'm going through all these. You know, when you have all those tabs open and you're trying to figure out everything. Okay. So uh, a new report shows that um, basically where Will Smith, Denzel Washington uh, are ranked among Hollywood earners. So um, there was a variety um, report about the biggest salaries in the industry. And it detailed like particularly how deals of streaming projects pay folks as opposed to like the traditional, um, I guess, movie as well as television um, networks payment stuff. So that's very interesting. Uh, one thing that they showed was that um, Craig, uh, let's see, Daniel Craig, excuse me, leads the list um, and gets paid nearly a hundred million dollars. Uh, you know, jump change. Uh, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson. I guess he would be at the front. Woo! Yep. Right. <laughs> I was like, my God. Um, Dwayne Johnson, Will Smith, and Denzel Washington are the top three black movie stars on the list. Johnson earning 50 million, Smith and Washington both at $40 million each. So I'm like, that sounds about right to me, but I am also a peasant. These numbers are astronomical to me. It's like playing Monopoly, quite frankly. So that's gonna be half the, you know, the rich, rich folks gonna have to put that in perspective um, <laughs> for someone like me who's praying that one day her student loans will be paid off, amen, Ashe. <laughs> so um, let's see. They also showed like Leonardo DiCaprio, um, like box office draws and they get big earners. So they get like, so Leonardo's at 30 million, Mark Wahlberg's at 30 million. Um, and they also, ooh, okay, the ladies, Jennifer Lawrence, 25 million, Julia Roberts, 25, Sandra Bullock, 20 million. So if you guys want to see a whole rundown, go ahead and check that out. I also find it interesting 
Um, they have Michael B. Jordan um, on here and his salary is between like in the spectrum, basically at $15 million. But I'm sure as his star rises, I'm assuming this is me not factoring, you know, um, I don't know, white supremacy, racism, um, <laughs> <laughs> that it will go up. <laughs> That's, but, you know, so check out that um, variety of report. And this is coming from uh, Monica Jones, excuse me, Monique Jones, off of the Shadow and Act um, article that covered it as well. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. We'll see. One day we too shall see big zeros behind the checks that we receive. Amen. So okay. next. Okay. Um, so last in the news, I just thought this was super fun. Um, and you know, Hollywood loves to do a reboot on everything, but I I think be here for this one okay so the wood showtime is developing comedy Ooh. series based on the 1999 film okay so i'm like okay okay showtime i i might be yeah. here for it so it's based on yeah i'm ugh, i'm excited so rick uh famu oh forgive me sir if i fuck up your last name please forgive me famu uh um, yeah something like that yeah thank you thank you for the encouragement please forgive me sir but um you know it was a classic in um you know 1999 it was a movie that i saw but i know my parents did not want me to see um so um right now um you know uh it will be directed uh at the pilot and executive produced by the shy showrunner justin hillian who will also write the script so the description reads as the wood is an honest look at friendship and dating from the perspective of three young black males born and raised in the gentrifying la suburb of englewood finally referred to by the locals as the city of champions uh the trio struggles to balance fatherhood ooh, ambition and loyal and loyalty forces them to question if they're growing apart or closer i'm here for this i would love to see them with children um if you forgot the original film um followed two separate storylines of the three friends and it starred tay diggs omar epps richard t jones um and they were the core of the friend timeline uh we cannot forget uh lisa ray mccoy was in it deandre bonds uh Tamala Jones. And right now the project is from a Paramount Television Studios. And so I'm here for it. It does not give an actual date when this will be um, like coming to us on TV. But um, I, I think I'm here for it. I want to see I want to see them with the kids and like kind of their lifestyle now as they like figure out adult adulthood um, with yeah. their responsibilities. What do y'all think? Is it the same is it the same cast they come back? I don't yeah, know. That's what I, was gonna ask. I don't know. They. Sh- I mean, that's, yeah. that's what's going to really, you know, set yeah. it off. Yeah, hey! yeah. All of them come back. Another, yeah, another reboot. I'm here for. But I'm, I think he's doing, you know, all American. So he may not. Mm. Right. He's doing all American, whatever. Yeah, that's true. Um, if it's the main cast or the regular cast, the original cast. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, even if it's not, I'm probably still going to give it a whirl. Yeah, yeah, you can still. I think it's still going to be worth watching, mm-hmm. you know, even if they have like a new cast, because you can do. You can go a lot of places with the story in general. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. That's facts, and it's That's still facts. like a beloved movie. That whole story, that whole world that was created. So yes, I'm. I'm still watching. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yes. I'm here for it. I'm interested to see what tone they take, especially with the showrunner of the Shy involved, and the Shy is a really good show. So yeah. Mm-hmm. 
we'll we'll see how it all goes. And that is that for the news, y'all. And uh, you know what? We'll take a quick break and then we'll come back to the main segment. Hey, y'all. So we're back for the main segment. Like I said earlier, we have another guest on the show. We are super excited to talk to Tim Orange today, the talented Tim Orange. Hey. Okay, so I could give y'all his bio. I could. Mm-hmm. I could just mm-hmm. read it. I could mm-hmm. do that. But I usually like to have our guests kind of give us a recap of their journeys um, in their own words to start off. It doesn't have to be a full thing, whatever you want to say, just to kind of give the people a background of who you are, where you've been, and um, yeah you are pretty much and then uh yeah we go from there so Tim, give us a little recap gotcha gotcha uh recap where do i start uh i started and well born and raised in miami florida um i was athlete my whole life played football ran track uh went to florida state actually played football for florida state for a couple years that kind of ran this course i transferred to another school um, and played ball there on a full scholarship. Um, and, you know, life kind of just took me into a different kind of turn. Uh, around this time, I was doing a lot of soul searching, I would say, um, and research on Africa and Black history and, you know, understanding who I was in this country, yeah. this white man's system and all of this type of thing. So I'm like, man, you're playing football, so well. you, you just the modern day slave. Nigga, like that's what they, you know, that's what I'm telling you. So I'm, I'm, I'm like looking at things from this perspective, you know, mm-hmm. and it kind of just ushered me into like writing uh, poetry. So I started writing poetry like my last year playing ball. Um, and then at the same time, I had a close friend of mine who was shot and killed uh, down in Miami over a necklace, a gold necklace that a friend gave to me and mm-hmm. that I gave to him um, wow. before I went off up to uh, the school in West Virginia. Um, sorry for and, that. Sorry for your loss. Yeah, yeah it's, all, it's all good. Rest in peace, Matt. Um, but so, yeah, and then that that kind of just like was the trigger or the catalyst or the, my inciting incident that kind of like took me on this whole journey uh, to screenwriting and everything. So I packed all my stuff. I went back home. I was couch, uh, couch surfing for a little while. Um, and then I was like, you know what? Let me just go on back to mama house and, <laughs> and figure it out, you know? So, um, yeah, then I, I started digging into poetry. Um, po- I did, like, open mics. And um, and around this time, too, another interesting thing that kind of, like, propelled me forward was uh, I found out that my dad used to write poetry around my age when I was that. Oh, that's you know? So, yeah, that and cool. I'm like, like, nigga, you ain't tell me that you used to write <laughs> You know, the art this whole time. Uh, but, yeah, and then I, I started to put two and two together. I'm like, yeah, I used to write a lot as a kid, and I used to have a lot of teachers that told me that I was a good writer and I would be a great writer one day. I didn't know what they were talking about. I was like, lady, you crazy? I'm going to play football. <laughs> but lo and behold, here I am, you know. So, <laughs> I, you know, so I decided to go back to school, um, and I went and studied theater at FAMU. Okay, uh, so well, I went to, well, yeah, so I went to Florida State Air Seminole Aircraft. Oh, um, so yeah, so I went across the track, Corey. Yeah. Right, right. So but basically, um, so yeah, I went back to school, uh, went to FAMU, studied theater, 
they have like a great a great theater program. Luke mm-hmm. taught me a lot. James Webb taught me a lot. Um, and I studied playwriting and I put up some plays there and I won some poetry awards and I won mm. playwriting competition. Wow. And it was just like that momentum that kept going. I'm like, you know what? Well, if I can write a play, I can write a movie. Like, you know, and I started mm-hmm. the films and I studied yeah. Spike Lee and Alfred Hitchcock and, and, and uh, what's the guy, Stanley Kubrick and all of these guys. Mm. And I was just like doing a lot of research. Um, and then, you know, I had my daughter around that time, too. So, you know, this is like mid-20s. Had my daughter. Um, I was going to go out to L.A. That was the plan because, you know, like we were talking about earlier, Judith, that, um, you know, the, the everybody's under the assumption that you have to go out to L.A. to be a successful screenwriter. Mm-hmm. And, so forth. and that's what, what my plan was. But, you know, I wasn't going to take my daughter all the way across the country, you know. Mm-hmm. My mom was like, nah, I ain't with that. But anyway, so, <laughs> so, so we, I decided to go to Full Sail. I decided to go to Full Sail University. They had a creative writer for entertainment uh, program. Okay. Closer you can get to screenwriting. And it mm-hmm. actually taught me a whole lot. It taught me a lot about the business, just media in general, and writing um, for the screen in general. And that was probably like the best decision I could have made. After that, came up to Atlanta, got in contact with a few people, uh, worked on a few sets. Uh, got a good name for myself around the area, and, you know, in the independent filmmaking industry. And okay, you know, I've, I've had two films that aired on Aspire TV. Uh, worked on a couple web series, um, directed and wrote my own short films. So, yeah, so now I'm here. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, gotta love it. So wait, so when you were so okay, so when you went back to school, you were drawn to writing for the stage play playwriting mm, and i'm wondering exactly. what what drew you to that first and then also is there a different approach to writing plays as you would uh screen plays for either television or movie yeah yeah definitely um the thing that kind of drew me to theater i think was the poetry aspect that i was mm. really like a lot of poetry and a lot of like short stories and it was more so about the literature about the actual words to page and I was like what if this story that I have can be placed on a stage and we can see like a contemporary art piece that Mm -hmm. you know I didn't know what it was at the time (laughs) like you gotta like that was a dumb job in me you know before I like started to really educate myself I'm like so what do they call that you know, <laughs> so, <but yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's basically how I got into that. And um, while I was there, you know, I started to study different forms of like storytelling, you know, mm-hmm. I came across like screenwriting. I'm like, oh, well, a black man was like actually the first guy, Oscar Michaud, to mm. actually come up with like a screenplay and, and you know, put it up. Uh, page to stage basically hey, black history come on right. come on so, and, and i was like okay well um let me try to see what i can do you know i can give a little spike yeah. you know, that's just how i came so yeah yeah so that's how dope. would you say so not many writers have the experience knowing how to write plays and mm-hmm. write poetry and mm-hmm. write for film and write right. for so that's very um, unique that you have all those different experiences. How would you say that knowing or being able to write poetry and write plays benefits when you're writing scripts for film? Oh, man, I can 
talk for days about that. Um, <laughs> it, it it really like now nah, for real because when you and, and you see it in poets because I know a few screenwriters right now they started off in poetry and you can yeah. see the difference in their their action lines. Yeah. Where did they go about writing the action lines? It's like a novel. You get what I'm saying? Like it's beautiful. And, yeah. But however, that can be a curse also because. You know, in screenwriting, they teach you, oh, well, just get to the point and you have to be mm-hmm. very descriptive and you can't be, it is not a book. So you have to like, <laughs> you know, kind of find that balance between your style and, mm-hmm. um, you know, really writing in the traditional format that Hollywood uh, agents and producers and every, they, they want to read, you know. Yeah. So it, it's, a, it's a different form, definitely. But I, I've learned to like kind of merge the two and I've learned when to use that poetic little style and when to kind of cut back from it. Um, but yeah, it's definitely helped me with my action lines and just really just being able to tell a beautiful piece of art. Mm. You know, you look at it from an artistic perspective. So then just like, okay, this happens and this happens in the action, and you know, so yeah. it's like more artistic and it, it allows for more creativity, I think. Okay. Awesome. Now earlier uh, you mentioned Spike Lee. Like, what are some of your other like big inspirations? And and I'm wondering who like which playwright actually um, influenced you uh, the most in your writing too. Um. Yeah. Spike Lee was definitely film. He was like the first uh, director and writer that I studied in film. John Singleton was another guy. Um, Stanley Kubrick. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, Scorsese. Love Scorsese. Um, all of those guys, the major guys, you know, even the Coen brothers. The Coen brothers kind mm-hmm. of like made a big influence on me. Um, Burn After Reading, No Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. Um, Tarantino was like, I love his yeah. style. It's, he makes beautiful art, you know, and mm-hmm. I think that's just that poetic side that, that, that seeks the art in the in the, the story more so than the action and the, you know, things of that nature. But in terms of plays, uh, playwrights, mm-hmm. uh, Mary Baraka, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, Suzanne Lurie Parks, um, Tori Hall, uh, Lorraine Hansberry, of course, uh, August Wilson. August mm, Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, reading August Wilson plays. Um, I haven't read all of the Pittsburgh cycle, but I want to say I read at least maybe about half of them, maybe four, mm. like four or five of them. But mm. His and I, I actually um I stage managed one of Jim of the Ocean, his first play of the Ooh, that's amazing. Yeah, and um that was just just looking at and he comes from like a, a poetic background as well, too. Yeah. That, and that's how you can see the difference in that writing. It's, but he's very long-winded, I ain't gonna lie. You <laughs> <laughs> got, got some monologues in there that's just like crazy. Because yeah. <laughs> um, even with uh, Ma Rainey's Black Yep, Black, I was that, just about to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's <laughs> yeah. a scene can, it's going to be going for about 10, 12 pages. And yeah. I'm like, dude, like, what, what is the point? <laughs> you know, but, it, but if you look at it, he's really just like kind of really uh, let those words sink in and, and, and really soak into the subconscious and really, he's teaching. He's more mm. of a teacher. He comes from a teacher a teacher's perspective when he when he um right when he used right um but yeah i mean yeah those were pretty much the, all, all of the heavy influences in my life in terms of uh this craft but yeah so 
Hey, yeah, it's funny you say that about um, August because I had to act in one of his plays before, and it bitches mm. my breath. Trying to- <laughs> <laughs> I remember all the words. Ooh, child. No, I, don't have, I have asthma. Okay, I can't be doing these. <laughs> trying to tell you, I'm trying to tell you. Oh, I'm talking about monologue for a page long. Like, yeah, like you have to have endurance. You have mm-hmm. to tree to be able to do that. Breathing exercises. My God. Another thing too, I mean, just um, you know, and it's 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 interesting because when you come from theater and you're looking at stage plays, mm-hmm. you can have monologues that you can mm. have monologues that long, but you know, this it's not kind of uh, I guess what's the word I'm looking for, like preferred, I guess. But yeah. in screenwriting, you got to stay away from that. Completely. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying <laughs> like so, and, and it's very interesting because you have to do the opposite, you know. So. I don't know. That's just like one of those things to where I've uh, kept along with my writing as well, too. You know, don't your soapbox. You know what I'm saying? I know you want to tell the world about this, that, and third, but you got to do it in a clever way. You have to show it more so than than tell it. You know what I'm saying? That's facts. So um, is there one form of writing that you kind of prefer over the other that's kind of your favorite or what are kind of some favorite things that you love about the different forms of writing that you do mm. um that's interesting that's a good question actually i never really thought about that um if anything i would say my first love is poetry definitely mm. um, because in the reason being is because i feel like i can write a poem in literally like a whole page in like two minutes and, be, and, it, and it's like, I'm not thinking when I do it. You get what I'm saying? I don't have mm-hmm. too much logic. It just comes out and whatever comes out, comes out. And I don't have to worry about rules and structure. And for, you know, so it's, it's like that freedom, that, that therapy that we all seek as writers, you know, to really like flesh out whatever you need to flesh out and pour out whatever you need to pour out. Mm-hmm. Um, but next to that is definitely screenwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, I love screenwriting because visual storytelling I love like seeing scenes in my head like a visual learner so yeah. like I try to incorporate that in my in my um things too and also I feel like you can merge a lot of um I guess styles and mm. a lot of cinematic devices with screenwriting yeah telling stories yeah. with screen yeah you know because it has music it has dance it has mm-hmm. it's, it's words it's poetry you know you can put all the art forms in a movie so mm. that's why I feel like, you know, that I, I kind of just carved that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, with, with that, like, okay, so I'm skipping ahead a little bit. And Corey, always bring me back whenever, you know, I get ahead of myself. But, <laughs> like, you know, you're also, like, it's clear that you're a teacher. Even the way that you speak is very, like, you're already dropping knowledge. So, like, you do this regularly. Like, how... Well, first of all, explain where people can get your services and, you know, take a class and understand your role as a script consultant, but also what are some of the, and I think you talked about this earlier, what are some of the biggest mistakes, like you said earlier, structure, not pe- knowing structure, but what are some of the most common and biggest mistakes people make when they're trying to write their stories, particularly when it comes to like screenwriting? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of my services, you can go to timmorris.com, real simple and easy. And it's a list of services there I offer because I'm actually in a class right now. Um, you have I offer five week cycles. In that class, you will come out with a 12 page script. Uh, you will get personalized feedback by me. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you will learn about story structure. You will learn about character development, scene study, and the business side of it, and mm-hmm. formatting and dialogue as well. Mm-hmm. So I try to cover as much as I can within those five weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of my students come out of it saying that, oh my God, I never knew this. I, I learned a whole lot. Um, and you're really telling me things that is allowing me to like look at it from a different perspective. Um, so yeah, and then I do the workshops maybe like once every other month or something like that, just mm-hmm. to like, you know, stay present. Um, but yeah, timowars.com, you can find all of that stuff. Um, okay. But in terms of, what was the second thing? Um, common mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> common, common mistakes. Yeah, common mistakes. mistakes. Yeah, a lot. Of, so um, common mistakes I see is that one, for one, the first thing that I noticed that a lot of people want to just make some cool shit. You know mm. what I'm saying? And they come into it with that mentality. Oh, I just, oh, what if we had this and that and the third? And they just want to do yeah. all of these crazy shots and angles and, oh, the lighting. And it's just a lot of stuff that they want to portray on screen. But mm. there's no, what's the story? At the end of the mm. day, the core of any of this art form is the story. At the mm. end of yeah. the day, you are a writer, you have to master it. You have to. So, um, like I said earlier, you, it starts with story structure. You have to know how to format a screenplay, how to write a screenplay, what, what is it? And that comes from theater as well. I think that comes, that helps me with my theater background because they break right. it down in acts. Everything, every stage play that you see, it's act one, act two, act three, how many acts it is, you know what I'm saying? Shakespeare, going back to Shakespeare and Greek tragedies and Arist- if, uh, Aristophanes and, and Euripides and all of that, this is Stride and all that, those type yeah. of things. Come on, take it back. Take it all the way back. <laughs> it, it's, it's all about, it's all about format and structure. And also it will help you like write faster. It will mm. literally help you write faster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. if you're trying to come up, if you and, and the thing about it as well, well, before I get to that, it'll help you write faster because you know where you're going. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You put yeah. in a GPS, um, 10 book two. You don't <laughs> know how to fucking get the 10 book two, excuse my language, but it's gonna take it will take you whatever route, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. you have to know where you're going and how to get there. So outlining your stories based on a solidified story structure that you've agreed on that this particular story that you're trying to tell fits into, it you can literally write it in about three to four weeks and then start editing and getting it out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. it takes me about maybe a week or so to sit with an idea. Mm-hmm. And another week to really like flesh out the story beat by beat, act by act. Right. And then after that, the script, I know the story so much, it's just I'm having fun with the pages at this point. Mm-hmm. And I can just put my poetry in there and I can do all kinds of cool shit with the action lines and the, and the, and the cinematic devices. Mm-hmm. So that is like the, the key ingredient for me. Um, also, I, I was going to say something. But anyway, yeah, that was. Mm-hmm. Lost my yeah, it'll come back it'll come back yeah um okay so let's talk about your projects that you've done yes. mm-hmm. what has been kind of your favorite project that you've created and worked on so far my favorite project is actually the one that i'm working on now well, no, like I lied, I lied. Nah, it's, it, it's this. Um, it's a, it's a television pilot. It's a television pilot Ooh. that I've written that I'm currently uh, working on the pitch deck for. 
Um, and that is probably my best piece of writing. I was arguably, um, mm-hmm. but also second to that, um, in terms of production, it's my most recent project, His Story, mm-hmm. uh, which is which, which aired on Aspire TV. Okay. Um, and it came out July fourth. Uh, I think it's on YouTube. They have a YouTube channel. You can go check it out on YouTube. It's called okay. His Story. Um, and it's about a young black boy who is uh, in the principal, finds himself in the principal office and dad gets called down to the school and, you know, for a history project that they found offensive, right? Mm-hmm. But he's basically like dropping some knowledge about black, true black history. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, where in what history book do, do you get this from? Mm-hmm. Oh, my daddy taught me that. And okay, well, let me call your daddy down to the school. Daddy's like, okay, well, I got kids to feed. I got three other boys to feed. I can't even miss no hours of work. What's the problem? Right. He, he ain't got set school on fire. He got all his teeth. You know, <laughs> what's going on? What's going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they get into this whole debate. Um, and we cut away to specific things that uh, the young boy says in the class, which is kind of controversial too. Um, and they just have this like hash out. And at the end of it, he said, okay, well, I'm going to just homeschool my son. You know, um, and that's like a little 10, uh, 12, 11 minute little short film, but it was really good. I'm really proud of that film um, because in terms of the strip, uh, I think yeah. I did a really good job of condensing something, a uh, theme that's like so wide and broad um, into mm-hmm. 15 pages, you know? Um, but yeah, other than that, yeah, that, that that other, the TV pilot, that's probably like one of the words that I'm like most proud about. Um, also, I've, I've written things for people that they like. I've just written a, another short film for an independent production company out based in Virginia. Um, mm. Lady gave it the cinematographer and the cinematographer read it. And he's like, oh my God, I have to make this film. And I love the script. I love everything. Please, 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 whatever you do, you know. So so just things like that is, is, is um, you know, very satisfying and it keeps me going. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I haven't been in like a major writer's room yet, major type of, of, of contracts, anything like that. But um, like I said, just in the independent scene, um, I feel like I'm making a good mark. Um, and there's a lot of, of uh, lessons to be learned in that scene as well. So, yeah. That's dope. Uh, congrats. Congrats on your um, on your story going to Aspire thank TV. You, Y'all need you. to check that out. Yeah. Um, what okay so what types of stories do you like to write like do you tend to lean towards drama do you lean to to comedy dramedy like what 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 draws you in when you're doing your storytelling it's definitely dramedy definitely mm-hmm. some weird quirky kind of dramedy <laughs> that mm-hmm. you know gives that like spike the she's got to have it type of thing that's going mm-hmm. that's that's basically where I'm at um I I would throw like some melodramatic psychological thrillers in there here and here and there but I haven't like really kind of perfected those type of films yet but definitely mm-hmm. right now um, I've written uh for people action films I've written I did a couple period pieces before mm. um, so that was interesting that's a very yeah. interesting experience um you gotta do a lot of research a lot of reading mm-hmm. and facts yeah. have to be right you know so just kind of creating stories off of a specific time period for somebody else and um, is just interesting within itself. But I've written all across the board, you know, for clients and independent production companies and whatnot. And that's another challenging thing. Well, it's not challenging if you really understand the craft, mm. but it can be challenging in terms of writing it, but it can be challenging because it's not your vision. 
So mm. you really yeah. have to understand, you know, human psychology in a sense, and you have to understand emotions and you have to really dig into this person who's trying to tell the story. If it's about them, you have to understand them. How would it come across mm. if they were the ones, you know, pushing the pen? You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, yeah. Okay. That's right. So, um, what kind of tips would you give to someone who kind of wants to do what you want to do? So you want to have clients and be able to kind of bring help other or help bring other people's visions to life and like write their stories. What kind of tips would you give for people who want to do things like that or get into spaces like that? Because not everyone has to be like in a writer's room or yeah, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, definitely. Um, network networking is is a, a major part of it. Um, getting yourself out there. I can, I'm guilty of not doing it as much as I need to be doing it, but you know, the work oh, that I, yeah. one thing about it, what I've learned though, the, if the work is good, it's going to carry one project to the next because word of mouth it spreads. Oh, I know a guy because he did this and it was really, really good. Oh, yeah. you need your script read and you need some a coverage on the script. Oh, go to this guy. He gives me great notes, great notes. Mm-hmm. I'm the note guy, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, it's like um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm with uh, Damn Right Originals. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you all heard, you all heard Damn Right Originals, right? But, I have not. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tell on myself. Okay. What is the Damn yeah, Right Originals? Yeah, yeah. yeah check them out. The Damn Right Originals is founded by Nakia Stevens. It's an independent screenwriting label. Okay. Um, that's how I kind of like really like, you know, started getting some connections and networks. So. She, I, I, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for them. So, that's um, amazing. But, and, but just to get back to what I was saying, like you know, they, and I was <laughs> the point that I was making was they always come to me for like the notes and everything. Oh my God, you give great notes. You need to do workshops. So it's like always that kind of thing. So I just been fl- following, you know, the things that I'm good at. Like, I, like you said, I'm a teacher naturally. Like I've always mm-hmm. been. Um, but yeah, so just to get back to it, um, giving somebody advice. The work has to be good, and you have to know the craft. Mm. You really yeah. have to know it like yeah. you have to know it like the back of your hand, and you have to know what you're good at, and you have to know what you're not good at, and then you can go perfect that. Just yeah. so you can yeah. uh, be versatile. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really like a television writer, but I still study it because it's a part uh-huh. of the whole. It's the, it's the whole shebang, you know. So you can't just focus on one thing. Um. Another thing that I would give somebody in terms of, you know, trying to get into the development process and uh, things of that nature is to um, find something that about screenwriting that you know for a fact that you can teach it. You know what I'm saying? If they say that if you really know something, you can teach it. You know what I'm saying? So that's like a gauge to where you can measure. So if it's movie reviews or something like that, or if it's uh, um, the industry side of it, the production mm-hmm. side of filmmaking, if it's the actual pre-production process when it term comes to script development or whatever the case may be, but like get in that and try to do mm-hmm. more of that. Yeah. Um, be on set as much as you can, do stuff for free. I've done a lot of work for free as a PA and an AD, and, you know what I'm saying? Just work, and, and just working on set and just getting the experience. The best teacher is experience. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I would especially in terms of independent filmmaking, you're gonna do a lot of work for free. You're gonna mm. do a lot of work that's like um, you know, not paying you as much as you would like to pay as a, you know, if on a LA set or something like that. But mm-hmm. you know, all of that is experience. And then the thing about it too, you get you get to meet people. You know, right. I can't 
name how many contacts I've I've gotten uh, just going on set and doing some AD work or some mm -hmm. PA work. You know what I'm saying? And, and that comes along later down the line. Oh, Tim is great for this then third. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? And they go to my website. And it just grows from there, you know? So, um, yeah, I don't know if I missed anything, but. <laughs> that was good. No. Yeah. yeah, I'm about to say everything's covered. Yep. <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, so I want to uh, go back. It kind of touches on the would you rather, but I'm wondering if you've had, like, if you could have a dream collaborator, like, let's say your TV pilot, which we're going to speak it into existence. It's happening. It's, mm -hmm. it's going to mm -hmm. come forth. Mm -hmm. Who would you, in terms of, like, maybe a director or any, any collaborator, producer, whoever, who would you be like, you know what, I want to work with this person to bring this to fruition, and why? Fruition. Mm. Mm, um, and maybe like top three. Maybe I maybe you both, yeah. I gotta you know. think now. I would mm -hmm. definitely go with F. Gary Gray. Ooh, okay. That's the guy who did Friday, um, and he did uh, what was the one with the uh, Law Abiding Citizen with Jamie Fox? Uh, I think what's mm -hmm. the other guy name? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so F. Gary Gray definitely because I like his style. Mm -hmm. um, uh, who else? Spike Lee, of course. I'm mm -hmm. the young Spike Lee, though. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we traveling back in time. Yes, right, come on. I would, come I would on. Go, I, would, I would need the young Spike Lee for sure, because that's inspiration, and, and I like his style, and that's yeah. kind of like the work that I'm like kind of produce, uh, try, trying to get at, uh, get out mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. uh, let me see who else. I would probably work with Tarantino too. Mm. Yeah. yeah. There, yeah, know. just because of the style. Um, uh -huh. even just just touching on Tarantino. Um, you know, I was studying um, Glorious Bastards mm. a couple of days ago, and the introduction, the intro, uh, the first scene in the film is like twenty minutes long, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's mm -hmm. and it's and it's it's like breaking all type of screenwriting rules and all yes. this stuff. Like, we don't even know what's going on. It's about 45 yeah. hour minutes in the film. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, what is this? Like, what is this? However, like he did that intentionally because that that yeah. Jew, the they call him the Jew hunter, uh Christoph Waltz, I think is his, his yeah, name. yeah, great actor. Jesus. He's great, he's brilliant. Um he was he his his whole intention is the the basically the core of the story because he ends, he starts the scene and he, he starts the film and he ends the film yeah. with his whole intention. So he did a lot of character development work in that. And even the way that he displayed it, you know, he came in there, he already knew that the guy was hiding uh, enemies of the state under the floorboards. And he just went through this whole 20 minute, oh, well, let me, you gonna smoke your pipe? And he got this little pipe. Yeah. And I, if I smoke my pipe, and his shit is like big, you know. <laughs> it, it was just, I'm like, man, this this motherfucker really know what he's doing, right? You know? Yeah. But yeah, just, just, um, yeah, I just had. Yeah. That's dope. I would like to see him do a TV show. Mm -hmm. He definitely loves him some dialogue, for sure. Uh, yes. <laughs> he's going to yeah. make sure they talking for a long time. <laughs> yeah, he's going to He's definitely going. Yeah, he gonna make sure they have a conversation, and there um, will be gore too. I'm like, my God, all the bloodshed, my lord. <laughs> yeah, one gem that I don't think a lot of people like like from him is from Dust Till Dawn. I love from Dust Till Dawn, <laughs> yeah, but like I people don't really talk about that. Um, I love that movie. Okay, 
But we talked about this earlier. You're based in Atlanta. I believe you might be the first person that we've interviewed based in Atlanta. Don't mm. If we ain't just my else, I'm sorry. So sorry. I believe you may be the first one. So kind of tell us about, so we talked about how you, you know, there's this perception that you have to be in LA. You have to be in LA. You have to be in LA. Mm. What is it about Atlanta for those who don't want to come to LA that, you know, well, can help them thrive in the industry? Okay. So I think the first thing about it is they do a lot of production in LA. Mm. Uh, a lot of pre-production <laughs> definitely goes down. I mean, not not in LA, in Atlanta. I mean to say. Okay, okay. A lot of pre, uh, uh, pre-production is you know based more so centered in LA. Production though, when they actually go out shoot locations, everything, all of that's getting done in Atlanta, and then they go back and ship the films off for post-production and editing and everything. Um, the good thing about them coming to Atlanta for production is that you have a lot more work available. Right. Mm. Uh, my daughter's mother, she um, just got she was an extra on P-Valley. Okay. Uh, she was an extra my on my yeah, a couple Come other on. shows that's like like really, really big. And it's like you she made some connections from that just by being an extra, mm-hmm. you know, and so you continue to get work. So like I was saying for me as well, just working on set and going doing stuff for free or doing yeah. extra work. It's just you building a network. You know what I'm saying? Um, also, the thing about Atlanta that kind of uh, can keep you afloat is that there are a few uh, independent production companies out here that are based in Atlanta um, that operate like L.A. studios. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's 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 plenty of uh, uh work that's going on and operating like it is in LA in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you just have to, like I said, you just have to really put your name out there and you really just have to network. Mm-hmm. Um, what a thing that helped me um, was just doing good work. It's just doing good work. I have yeah. uh, even I've had a girl who came to me who works for a production company out here and she's trying to turn a short into a feature. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, these are my rates. This is that. This is that. Um, and boom, there's something right there because she shot the film in Atlanta, you know, mm-hmm. so she shot, already shot a short and she's trying to turn it into a feature so she can send it off to festival. And, and it's a lot of festival work over here too, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, even though all of the major festivals are out in LA, we still have a lot of like good festivals and, and um, workshops and, and it's a good, it's a solid community out here, I would say. Mm-hmm. It's a very solid community in and in, in a solid black community. Yeah. where a lot of us are helping each other, you know, do work. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. But in ter- but like I said, in terms of being a screenwriter, mm-hmm. eventually you're going to have to get that representation going out to LA. You know? mm, okay. Eventually. You're going to have to make that move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if, you're try- like, if you're trying to get in a room and you're trying to get into these pitch meetings and everything, you know, yeah. you definitely got to get out to LA at some point. Okay. Um, but like I said, the thing that has helped me, the fact that I'm, I teach and I develop and, you know, yeah. I do all of those things. I do other things other than just trying to write and get my, my script sold or, or, or write music. So, That's yeah. dope. Excellent. Okay. And then what is something that difficult you had to overcome in your career thus far? Like, it's clearly like fledgling, but like, what are some things that kind of like set you back for a second? You were like, I don't know about this now. Um, <laughs> no. um uh, I don't know. Let me see. 
Well, okay, I got to I got to speak. Well, <laughs> with a independent, I was I, I met this lady, independent production company based out of Houston, Texas. Yeah. It was for a web series that she wanted to put up. She was mm-hmm. supposed to pay me for it. Um, we had drawn out a contract and everything. Mm. Um, option, but the way that the contract was written, and I don't know if she did this because I was like new into the game, I really didn't understand it, um, or she just said that she didn't think that the story was developed enough. But whatever the reason may be, she tried to pretty much own the majority of that project on the back mm. end. Um, and I wasn't going for it. And so mm-hmm. I got in contact with a lawyer and I was like, hey, can you put the contract? And can you send, you know? And so mm-hmm. we had a big conversation about it. And she's like, oh my God, how dare you get a lawyer? And look, I'm like, lady, what you talking about? Like, right. you know, so that was a, a thing that kind of like was brought to my attention. And I put a lot of energy and effort into that project, maybe about six months right. for no money. You know, what I'm so mm-hmm. it was just like, okay, luckily I was teaching at the time, you know, I was at a college teaching English. Um, so I was like really getting held over by that. But at the same time, like, lady, that's like six months worth of my time, energy, effort, and brain power. Come on. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, long story short, I just had to like kind of just back out from that project and we just scrapped it. But mm-hmm. um, so that was something in my career that kind of like really opened my eyes to the business aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of got me researching, like, okay, well, how does this thing actually works? How it actually work? What is an option contract? Mm-hmm. What is a pitch meeting? What is a, what are all of these things? This is like yeah. something that happened when I first started out. So I went and did my research. Um, I'm actually currently seeking like representation right now. I, mm-hmm. I've been doing mm-hmm. good thus far without representation, mm-hmm. yeah. um, but I still want it just because they can get you into those rooms that you know not a lot of people get into. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was something that kind of just opened my eyes to this aspect of it. I wouldn't say it was a major setback or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really anything that happened in my career that was like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, but it, they're worth learning lessons of them, definitely. Um, another incident that happened was, you know, a lot of producers out here kind of like slunt and flaws like they got money. Yeah. But they ain't really mm-hmm. got money. So mm-hmm. uh, this case in particular, this guy wanted me to write a feature film for him. Uh, 120 pager um, and you know he's saying that oh well I have an investor meeting I have this I have that oh, Lord. Um, and you know we're looking to get at least one million for it or, you know we're even more than that and I'm like okay all right um, so what you need me to do you know <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so, and he's like well you know every time I go to an investor meeting they're telling me that I need a script that I need a story and I don't have a story I have a pitch deck I have this I have the finances I have the budget I have and he does. He has all of this stuff, all of his copyright, copywritten, Writers Guild Association registered. He legit in terms mm-hmm. of that. But he talking a good game, but I didn't see no check cut. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I done told you my rates, but, you know, you still haven't cut a check. Oh, well, can you just maybe give me a synopsis or something like that? Okay, well, a synopsis, I can give you a one-pager or a treatment for a potential story. Mm-hmm. And this is my rate for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay, well, I can pay you for that. And I'm like, mm, something about it ain't right. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's it's just, you run into those type of guys. You run into those type of people. And on the other hand, you you run into people like, hey, I got this concept for a story, but I need a writer. Mm-hmm. I have 10K budget. It's a short film. 
Can, how much will you charge me to write a 20 page short? Boom. Pay the installment. You like it. When you like it, you pay the rest. You get what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. operating from there. Mm-hmm. And so you 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 get your ups and downs and fluctuations just like with anything. But mm-hmm. yeah, but those are like just some incidents that I've ran into in the past that kind of like <laughs> really opened my eyes to like how to know how to operate and you have to know. But that's another reason why it's it's I'm seeking representation too, because mm-hmm. I can you can, you know, when you have representation, you can negotiate a contract with somebody for twenty five hundred dollars just to read a script. And just mm-hmm. to go into and just to start a development process for a script, you know, if somebody is already have, you know, a production company already has a solid script. Okay, well, we need a, another writer to come in and probably do some development work on this project. They're not going to come to you if you just an uh, independent writer out in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Like at, in at Warner Brothers or Showtime or something like that. They're going to call. Yeah. Oh, I know this agent. That this is agency. This is manager. Let's yeah. call so and so and get them over. So that's why representation is important. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, in the independent film space, there's plenty of ways to navigate and operate as an entrepreneur, independent screenwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, all boils down to just really understanding the craft and producing quality, quality yeah. work. You know, quality speaks for itself. When you do good work, they're going to come back. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is a word facts. right there. That's facts. So kind of talking a little bit about teaching. So one thing I love about this podcast is is the teaching aspect. So I mm-hmm. love getting on here every week and teaching little, little, giving little tips and tricks. I find that I really enjoy that. Sorry, my dog is acting a fool. So y'all gonna hear him in the back. Um, so if you could pinpoint kind of what your favorite thing is about teaching, let us know that. Uh, yeah, it is seeing the look on somebody's face that you know they got it. Mm-hmm. Like when you know something just clicked, and they and you see the results in their writing and in their work. Oh, I, I've done my job. I've done my job. You know, and mm-hmm. that's the most fulfilling thing ever. Um, it actually is more fulfilling for me than writing. Mm-hmm. You know, to be completely honest with you, teaching about it and teaching people how to come to these revelations and understandings on their own—that's just that's that's very rewarding for me. Um, even when I was at uh, teaching at Gwinnett, I was teaching at a school called Gwinnett Tech up here, English. I had this one student, she was dyslexic, um, and she, she, but she was brilliant. She had a brilliant mind. And I'm like, okay, well, you, your mind is running like a million miles a minute, mm. um, but you have a lot of good things that you need to say, but you just don't know how to really express it. And, you know, so I'm like, okay, well, that, and that's where structure comes in. Even when I was teaching English and writing essays, it's all about structure. You have to yeah. learn how to organize yeah. thoughts. You know, even when you get it, and it's the same thing when you get an idea for a script, yeah. once you organize, and you look at it from broad to specific or general, you know, some, from big to small and get to the fine details that help you. But uh, going back to her, you know, I looked at an essay from the, the first class, you know, or in the beginning stages of the class and looked at the essay at the end of the class. And it's a, you would think it's a totally different person. And she came up to me the last day of school of class and she was like, uh, Mr. Orange, I just want to thank you so much. You really helped me so much. And I just wanted to cry. That's beautiful. Just that, you know. Um, but yeah, I think that's the aspect of teaching that I really, really enjoy. And just to see people go out and just flourish, man. Like, mm. but yeah, if you, if somebody comes to my workshop, I can help them and like, oh, oh I've been struggling with this. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is what you need to do. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I never thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. And then they go on and do it. I'm like, there you go. Now you got it. Now you understand. Mm-hmm. That's oh. it's just rewarding. It's very rewarding for me and satisfying. So that's dope. Oh, that was beautiful. Um, <laughs> continue to do, I mean, you know, continue to do the teaching help. Um, <laughs> what is like the best advice you've received uh, from someone, whether a mentor, even maybe a teacher that like has, you know, influenced you? Mm, oh, man. Okay, so my mentor, right, when I was at FAMU and studying playwriting, um, it was, it was, I'm trying to remember the exact phrase how he put it. Okay, so he told me one time, right? Uh, I was writing a, a short stage play, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, but I'm stuck at this point. He was like, if you're stuck at this point, the problem happened 10 pages prior. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and write that down. Me, I was like, oh, I thought I was, I thought I was on the road, you know, and I thought, oh, this is good. I got the excitement. I got everything. And he's like, nah, your problem is here, but it happened prior. So you need to go back five or ten pages before and see what's not working there. And ever since he said that, I was like, okay, well, this kind of stems back to motivation. Right, with character development and everything. Okay, so if you have a um, issue in your plot structure that's just not working, and the scene is dead, and it's just not moving forward, or something like that, you can go back to the intentions of the character. And okay, well, what led up to this? What is the scene before that? What is the dialogue before that? What were they doing before that? For that point in the script and the story, and you can see, like, okay, well, if they're going on this trajectory, then why are they here? You just kind of. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, yeah. that was like one of the biggest things that kind of helped me. Also, what my mentor used to tell me is that what, oh, this is what he said. He said, uh, when it's late at night and you're tired and you have a deadline for a project and you don't know what to write, you got writer's block, what is, and you can't find the words, you can't find the dialogue, what is it that's going to get you to that next piece of, of, of dialogue. What's gonna prepare the story for? He says, this is where self You have to really dig into yourself. You have to know yourself because no matter what story you write, no matter who it's about on that page that you wrote, you can give them a thousand names, but and uh, you're gonna find yourself in them thousand names. Because mm. you are the one that this story is coming from. It's you, you know what I'm saying? So you have to understand aspects of yourself and you can find it in the character. So, and that piece of advice kind of like got me to into like studying psychology and, you know, the psyche and everything and just trauma, emotional uh, health and all of those type of things. Because when you talk about character development, if I'm stuck on a page and I don't know what this, the next piece of dialogue is, right? Yeah. I have to ask myself, okay, what is this character vexed about? What are they dealing with? What are they doing emotionally? You know what I'm saying? Are they saying what they really want to say? Or are they just saying what they think the other person want to say? And that's just human nature. Right. We do it all the time. We subtext. It's all about subtext. You know, if I say, like, like men and women do it all the time, like, oh, well, no, it's fine. You don't have to take me. It's okay. Like, nigga, you know, like, that's- <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, we do yeah. it all the time. So when you yeah. understand that, 
it's, it, you, you keep doing and you can apply that to your work too. So that's a just really understanding human nature, honestly. Yeah. Yes, that that's, is. Y'all gonna sign up for these classes? My God, <laughs> <laughs> y'all gonna go ahead and sign up. Go ahead and get these gems, y'all. Stop. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, what are some future goals? When all is said and done, you look back. What are some things that you want to be able to say that you did? Yeah, I definitely want um, to see my course like on a major scale. Even mm-hmm. my like the curriculum, maybe being um, taught at universities at the UCLA, with the USC's workshops, mm-hmm. seminars, and everything. I definitely want to see that. Uh, I definitely want to see multiple scripts sold to multiple studios like everybody else. Bidding wars, bidding wars. Right, right, <laughs> right. Definitely want to see some of those. Um, and I would like to see myself have a, a, a TV uh, series, television series, yeah, definitely. Even though that's not my forte, but I still, you know, I, I do it, you know, so I would like to see, before it's all said and done, I would like to all right. Yeah. Okay. So, Manifestations are out there. Okay. <laughs> they made, come on. They made a movie off of a tweet thread. Okay. So you right. got plenty of IP. <laughs> <laughs> you got plenty. <laughs> right. To go ahead and do the show. Um, yeah. And any projects you want to plug, anything we need to look out for. I mean, you have all the things. So go ahead and, you know, let yeah, us yeah, Definitely. Uh, y'all go check out his story. Uh, aired on Aspire TV. It's on their YouTube channel. Uh, Damn Right Originals. Please go check them out on the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, they have a website too, Damn Right Originals. Um, what, else? what else? What else? Check out my website. I got a class coming up. I got another workshop coming up in September. Stay tuned for the date. Um, under the cycle starting in September. Stay tuned for the date. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's it, man. Support, support, right. support. Keep writing. Yes. Okay, so I'm gonna put, or we're gonna put all those links in. Yes. For mm-hmm. y'all, so y'all ain't even gotta do no searching. We can do all the work for y'all. You will see, see. We're gonna put all that in the description for y'all. So mm-hmm. don't even worry about it. It's gonna be too easy to support. Okay. Okay. Excuse not to. All right. So, Judith, uh, do you have a last question? I'll give it to you. Oh, do I have a... I mean, thank you for giving me the last question, sis. I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we usually end it with this, um, with, the, with our um, guests when they come on. But what kind of legacy um, do you want to leave behind when it's all said and done with your work? Maybe even, you know, it, it, bigger than that, but like, what, yeah. what do you want people to remember you for when, when, when oh, you do your work? Definitely uh, sharing and spreading knowledge, information, and understanding of this art form, point blank period. I also, I have a LLC, Moonchild Studios. That's something mm-hmm. that I'm starting. Nice. That I is a nice name. Uh, I started a nonprofit organization um, called Mars Transitional Services, and that's also something that I'm doing. Uh, I have a website for that as well. Uh, if you okay. go to my Tim Orange 2. Uh, you'll see a link to Mars Transition Services. Um, and basically, I'm saying all of it just to kind of, because it's all relevant. Um, but um, so Mars Transition Services is a uh, transitional housing program, right, for uh, 
women and men, uh, separate mm-hmm. housing. I'm planning on getting a house for women, planning on getting a house for men um, that focuses on people suffering from PTSD, anxiety, depression, multiple dual diagnosis behavioral disorders. Um, I have some certifications in wellness counseling. Um, and that was courtesy of one of my students saying that I should be a counselor. Come on. <laughs> so, you know, I just went and kind of like looked into it and I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I can talk and dig into it. Mm-hmm. But so I started that and um, basically, long story short, the program, the wellness program that I want to implement deals with cinema therapy and art therapy. Okay. So mm. imagine yourself going to a wellness center and a counseling program or a housing program that offers room, board, transportation, financial literacy, employment opportunities, mm-hmm. uh, transportation, um, room and board, uh, art therapy, and wellness counseling. The art therapy program is centered around us watching films or actually acting out films or plays and doing improv exercises and doing some character analysis work, you know, on the trauma or the, the character flaw that this the main character was dealing with throughout the film and applying that lesson to our lives and trying to just learn from it. So that's really like the goal goal. Like if you want to know the goal, goal that's the goal goal. And uh, and I ain't gonna, I, I don't want to like, I'm a, I'm a firm believer. I was going to tell you this other idea that I had, but I'm a firm believer in like not sharing mm-hmm. stuff. In Understood. Well, when it's in the incubation phase, but mm-hmm. it's something that is going to be very beneficial to screenwriters, especially independent screenwriters. Um, and it's just basically pretty much an idea or a process, I would say, of getting them in front of producers and studios. So. Mm. I think it's a All good right. idea. I'm going to run that through the um, LLC. That's the goal, All right? right. Yes. I yes. mean, come on. Not just screenwriting, but healing for you hoes. Like, truly. <laughs> like, <laughs> my God. <laughs> this yeah. is great. It's amazing. That's amazing. That is, that sounds just absolutely amazing. Mm. I'm yes. Mm-hmm. That is definitely a legacy to leave behind. So, mm-hmm. We are going to put that in the description as well. Mm-hmm. Got the links to that nonprofit because that is some some God's work right there. Okay. Truly. Truly. Mm, 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 mm. Amen. And I'll Okay. I'll say amen. And amen. All right. Well, thank you so much. This was a great, great interview. Truly. So much fun talking to you and the gyms. Okay were dropped okay the all of them thank if you learn something from this interview i don't know what you was doing i read i can't i don't know like I play games. You, you missed mean? it yeah. you missed it not learn anything from this interview you were just playing so if you playing we can't really help you okay mm-hmm. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on and just giving all of those gems and just yes. open and about your journey and about just everything. It was super beneficial. And this yes. is the show for to help anybody who, who needs it, you know, for mm-hmm. those who didn't go to school for, or for those who did go to school or kind of stuck, yeah. and don't really know where to go from there. This is why we do what we do. And Tim gave us all the things. Okay? All of it. All things today thank you so much yes thank y'all for having me thank y'all for having me definitely y'all got my support i'm definitely gonna support y'all
Thank you so much. Thank you so yes. much, my fellow. No, okay. okay. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, our last segment is always niggas you should know, but Tim is that nigga. Okay. Period. <laughs> All right. Hey. So we gonna we gonna draw the mic right there. Ain't, ain't nothing else we got to say. No say. Nothing else we got to say. So like I said, we're gonna put all the things yes. in the description. What is it? Box the description, whatever. Yeah. So everything is easily clickable. We're gonna put his website. Make sure you have access to his courses. Anything that he has going on. Mm-hmm. We're gonna put um, links to his nonprofit. Yes. To um, damn right originals, and we're also gonna put a link to um, his story so that you guys can watch that. Okay. So everything is there for y'all. Ain't no need to be playing no more. Okay. You really know. Click is super easy and make it do what it do. Um, so with that, that's the end of the show. Yes. Guys, do what you do as usual. Uh, Tinseltown Tea on all the socials, which y'all be engaging. So shout out to y'all for that. Yes. Uh, like I said, I hope that you got, I mean, I don't know how you could not have learned something, but I hope that you learned something from this episode for show. Uh, sure. like subscribe do all the things that you yes do. i don't even know what you can do these days retweet i don't know child <laughs> okay. tiktok it whatever you do whatever you kids okay. do. um yeah <laughs> judith do you have any closing remarks no i mean tim just blessed us thank you again for coming on the program honestly like so great so amazing i mean if you didn't learn goddamn, you learned today you should have learned today like truly (laughs) truly um and yeah just to everybody else like you know stay black and keep writing you know keep doing the damn thing so yeah that's that's all i got for you (laughs) yeah and with that bye y'all bye peace peace